Welcome to this bonus episode of the Learnability Podcast. In this episode, we aim to explore the concept of strategic bets. Doing the right thing when faced with uncertainty. Nowadays, we have numerous methodologies and terminologies from the emerged collection of studies on the effect of psychological, cognitive, emotional, cultural, and social factors on the economic decisions of individuals and institutions. Let's listen to a snippet from the Waking Up podcast with Sam Harris, in which he speaks to Barbara Tversky, a professor of psychology at Stanford University. Well, Barbara, I'm, I'm now uh, aware of your time. And so I just, I just one final question. You, you mentioned your late husband, Amos, at one point. And, you know, while I, um, I really just wanted to talk to you about y- you and your work in this interview, it seems remiss not to ask you uh, at least one question about him just because he had such an outside influence on psychology. And um, I never had the pleasure of meeting him. And I'm, I'm painfully aware now of the fact that I was at Stanford at a, a time where I, I might have met the two of you much earlier in life. So that was that's uh. cer- certainly a missed opportunity. But what was it about him that was so remarkable? Because it just he's one of these scientists who, in the stories that have been circulated about him, He achieved a kind of mythical status, and you get the sense that more or less everyone who came into his orbit professionally felt that they were then functioning very much in his shadow. And, you know, I I even get the sense, frankly, that Danny felt that way. Uh, And and Danny, as many people know, Danny Kahneman, who later went on to win the Nobel Prize for work that uh, he did jointly with, with Amos. And so, you know, Amos, had he lived, would would have certainly won that same prize. What was so unusual about him? Oh, so much. The brilliance sparkled. The clarity of mind, the vision, the fun. Mm. He made everything fun. I mean, just terrific fun. The energy was there and the fun was there. But the clarity of mind and the vision, not just on psychology and philosophy, but on politics. He'd been active in politics in Israel and before he came to the States as a, basically as a teenager. And, and you know, the friends in Israel would wait for him to come back from the States to give them the clarity on the, the political scene, the social scene. When we were graduate students, I remember walking, I mean, he was many years ahead of me, but walking home one night very late. He was 27, so almost done with his degree, which was late because of three years in the army and he you know one of those dark nights when in the years when you could still see stars and we're walking home and he described his vision for his career he said there are two fields there's similarity there's judgment and you know he's gonna work on both of them and he had a vision for how he was gonna work on both those fields and that's what he did and he was right on picking the fields. He was right on how they were developed, on their, their centrality for 
thinking and for the implications in, in philosophy and politics, in in policy and whatever, in economics. And he, he was right on on thinking that, and that was there when he was 27. So as you hear, Barbara was married to the late Amos Tversky, a cognitive and mathematical psychologist who collaborated with Daniel Kahneman in the discovery of systematic human cognitive bias and handling of risk, later awarded the 2002 Nobel Memorial Prize in Economic Sciences. We're given a glimpse into the mind of a 27-year-old Amos as he decides which field he is to pursue and how he is to create his life's work. When he made this decision in 1964, the discipline that would later be called behavior economics was yet to be established. He believed there might be a substantial return if he was to venture into this field. So he decided to place a strategic bet. Going back to the different studies, as he wanted to make better investment decisions, Bill Gross, the founder of Idealab, put together a team that performed a study on over 200 companies to understand the key factors behind a successful startup. Out of funding, business model, idea, team or execution, and timing, the five factors measured in their study. It revealed that timing is the factor that best predicts the success of a venture. So, how can we affect timing? We tend to emphasize efficiency, which is understandable given our modern times, and that the increased access to data allows us to track our production capacity in novel ways. But forecasts are becoming obsolete in times of rapid change, and perfect flexibility and agility are costly to achieve, if not impossible. Our best hedge against uncertainty and change might require us to extend our attention to effectiveness rather than efficiency. In other words, you're doing the right thing before doing that thing right. Applying the methodology of strategic bets could enable you to place small enough options that in the long term may have tremendous strategic value. When the bet stops being strategic, one should be able to simply walk away from them. So, even though they do incur monetary costs, which in the short term may be high, they are not as costly or risky as the alternatives, which could be doing nothing or doubling down on your bets. We can make our bets strategic by deploying exploratory acquisitions or implementing temporary organizations that allow you to hit the ground running. And if one succeeds with the strategy, it's no longer a bet. It then becomes a successful venture and enters the next stage of progression, as you are now, hopefully, on a sustainable path. To quote Steve Blank, the originator of the Lean Startup Movement, a startup is a temporary organization designed to search for a repeatable and scalable business model. 
A bet that I'm personally excited about is the rise of audio. Learnability is produced by Levels, and Levels is the type of company that is optimally positioned both to place strategic bets of our own, but also to assist startups, organizations, or individuals in placing their strategic bets within the digital sphere. By both having access to venture capital and all the know-how needed to pursue a digital venture successfully in-house, we can assemble a temporary organization and deploy the creative, analytical, strategic, technical, or design skills required for a set period of time. No one is looking to countries within Asia or Africa. Like, there's gold under the ground and no one is digging. I have this theory. I, I, I want to export the way of working with podcasts as I've been doing from Stockholm to there. It works. The question is, do we have like the unique circumstances of podcast listening coming natural to us? Or is it universal and we're ahead? Two episodes ago, I spoke to Victor Ganguly before his big move to India, where he's placing a strategic bet on podcasting. And we really got into it talking about podcasting because it's related to a strategic bet that I also believe in. And I spoke a bit about Afropods and how podcasting can contribute in the mission of amplifying Africa. Well, Afropods is a product built by a dedicated temporary team from levels. So that's a perfect example of being a strategic partner in placing strategic bets. The accumulation of innovations such as streaming, podcasting, audiobooks, AI, smart speakers, AirPods, and voice technology are some of the elements behind the current rise of the audio industry. Also, the fact that it's more natural for humans to interact with technology using our voice and by listening, just like we do when we interact with each other, rather than staring into a screen and swiping. You might recognize this from another earlier episode when we spoke to Diana Massa, the co-founder of Talking To Me, a Stockholm-based voice design agency that strives to create business and user value in a voice-first world. And it's also getting more and more integrated into our lives. And the reason why we are accepting this change is because it goes back to our natural behaviors. We are used to using our voice in order to get what we want. And uh, for us to be able to do the same thing, but with technology, in an era where we are surrounded with the need of being efficient, but also we're, we, we're sitting in front of the screens way, way more than we should be. I wanted to say that it's quite unnatural to stare at the screen the way we do. And even swiping is quite Yeah, yeah I know, right? Still is. Uh, and now uh, we have the opportunity to use our voice in order to, to get the information we need and, and get in touch with our loved ones and get away from, from the screen. They have positioned themselves to help companies play strategic bets within the emerging market of voice technology. Assuming 
that this will become our preferred user interface. So in this strategic bet on the rise of audio, I'm also very excited about exploring how audio consumption may service learning to realize a future where these technological progressions empower us. And I've spoken about this before. As I see it, we can be utilizing this growing ecosystem in the enhancement of an audio-driven education of tomorrow by incentivizing productive information consumption while continuously converting this consumption into proof of learning, we might just be able to truly democratize education. An obvious first step for us in this direction was setting up the Learnability Podcast as a communicative effort of examining our ability and desire to learn, grow, and adapt. In this way, we are allowing a temporary organization to tap into the already established podcasting market and gain insights into listening behaviors while simultaneously performing research into the habits of individuals with a high learnability quotient. So that's one of the reasons we're really glad when we receive feedback from you. So I want to encourage you to get in touch, send an email, ask a question, reach out on our social media, because this feedback is what's laying the ground for a future work. So this extensive research and further ventures into streaming subscription, audiobook services, and voice technology lays the ground for creating the software that nurtures our behavior into a proactive path. Placing one strategic bet at a time, we can pursue an evolving market while accommodating the risks of change and uncertainty. What are your strategic bets? What do you think about the concept of thinking in terms of strategic bets? Let us know. Get in touch by visiting learnability.online or send us a DM on social media, learnability.tv on Instagram, learnability at Facebook. And as always, stay curious. <laughs>